Before going on to listen to this episode, I must preface it with a trigger warning. In this episode that you are about to listen to, I will be mentioning eating disorders, calories, weight, relapse, and other mental health issues. This podcast is meant to be an educational podcast, introducing you to the world of living with an eating disorder. I want everyone to feel safe as they listen, so please proceed with caution. This will include genuine content only. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reasons for Recovery. Um, I'm very excited to be back. It's been a month since I posted an episode. I went on just a little break um, for, like I said, a month because um, I wanted to kind of get back into the swing of things with school. Um, School just started about a week and a half ago, um, and I'm still honestly getting into the swing of things, but I promised you guys in a month I would upload again. Uh, So we're continuing season three, um, and I'm very excited to finally produce some podcast episodes again. I've been missing it, but I also needed to focus on school uh, starting back. So, um, but yeah, um, I promised you guys in the last episode um, that we would have a very special guest on today and he is here to uh, come on the podcast, but we'll get into who he is in just a second. Um, I kind of wanted to just, you know, discuss how my life has been uh, since I last saw you guys, since it has been a month. Um, you know, like I said, I started school uh, again. I mean, I was already in school all summer long. You guys already knew how terrible that was for me. You know, I was super stressed out and always busy, even though it was literally the summertime. Like, obviously, I shouldn't be super busy, but I was because I had school, summer school and work and an internship. You know the whole nine yards. You you guys have, you know, that I've been listening for a while will know how stressful of a time this summer was. But we're starting back for the fall semester. It's my senior year. Um, last year, I'm ready to get out, get graduated, and just start my life uh, with a real job and everything. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that I'm a senior. I'm ready to get out of college. Um, and um, also, since I always talk about it and never never waste an opportunity to talk about this my wedding uh we are we are now in the uh double digits on the countdown which is mind-boggling honestly um because i i i can't even believe like it's it's come to this point like we are already at like double digits on um how many days until our wedding um because i remember like i say this all the time like i remember when uh, we were counting down, and it was like 350-something days, and now when I post this, it's like under 90 days, and I'm like so shocked at the fact that I'm in the double digits um, before, like counting down for my uh, wedding, so yeah, it's crazy, and the more that we get closer to the wedding, the faster that time is going by, like, it, it's going by so quickly. When, I rem- when I'm recording this, it's uh, August 28th, and right now we're at 104 days until our wedding, but when I post this uh, on September 6th, um, we'll be in the double digits, and, like, honestly, like I said, it's just going by so quick. Like, it, nobody warns you at how fast like, the time goes when you're planning a wedding. Like, it seems like it takes forever in the moment, but then, like, you blink your eyes and you're married. And I'm just, like, I feel like, you know, I'm getting married tomorrow with how fast time is going. Um, But, yeah, I hope that doesn't really, um, 
you know, put a damper on my senior year, like put a stress on my senior year because that's going to be a lot of planning and showers and stuff like that. Um, but I'm excited. I'm getting married in December. I'm so happy about that. Um, but anyway, enough about me. Um, let's go ahead and uh, get into who today's guest is. Um, like I said, we have our second guest coming on today, and I'm so, so excited for this guest. And if you've been listening for a long time, like if you've been listening since the beginning of this podcast, um, since it ever started, you will know just how excited I am to have this person on today. Um, so today's guest is Bobby Kazmaier. He is a college student studying nutrition and is a content creator over on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and he also has a uh, podcast um, where he shares and documents his journey in eating disorder recovery. He makes amazing relatable content regarding eating disorders and eating disorder recovery. Um, so if you haven't heard of him, uh, you should go check him out. Um, he is at Bobby Kaz on TikTok and Instagram, and I'm sure he'll plug that all at the end of the um, the podcast. But I'll leave that in the description as well if um, you would like to go check him out. Um, I've used his videos a lot on here, like maybe like three or four times as a guidance or like an aid to help me get points across um, for certain topics. And like I said, I have been dying to get him on my podcast. Um, and I finally was able to arrange something with him. And I'm so excited that he's going to be able to join us today. Um, and I'll go ahead and let those of you who are watching this podcast, uh, I'll go ahead and let you know that... Um, this is only going to be an audio um, podcast, which I know you're probably thinking like, well, why is there a video right now? Um, I'm going to do the intro and the outro uh, with video, but the actual uh, part with Bobby is only going to be audio. So I'm sorry if you're like a podcast watcher instead of the listener. Um, you're just going to be seeing like the reasons for recovery logo for the majority of this podcast. Um, so I apologize, but I'll come back on at the end um, in video to uh, do my little outro and usual spiel that I give. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's go on and get into today's episode. All right. So we have the second guest coming on the podcast today. Um, Bobby, I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm honestly over the moon excited because you're one of like the guests I've been wanting to get on this podcast um and I did like a little brief synopsis of who you were before we started recording but um for those that might not know who you are or where you come from anything like that could you just give us like a brief rundown of like your journey and how you got to where you are today with posting on TikTok Instagram all those places yeah so first off thank you for having me Chris I really appreciate it looking forward to this conversation but um yeah so i've been well on social media i am an eating disorder recovery advocate on social media on tiktok instagram i have my podcast as well the bobby podcast uh, um that's those are my three outlets for posting on social media about eating disorder recovery and um how to better oneself in recovery i've been posting on social media now for almost two years which is actually pretty crazy um, and I want to be like one of my missions is to be uh, a driving force in having other men speak out about any mental health that any mental health issue that they're going through because it's still unfortunately not um, a big presence on social media with men openly talking about mental health issues in general, specifically eating disorders for, for my niche specifically. But so that's that's like my main goal on social media. And I got to this point after going through 
um, an eating disorder myself um, when I was growing up um, in like my middle and high school uh, age years uh, and even up to the beginning of my college uh, years as well with uh, binge eating. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, the roots of it started because I was um, it, I, I, I was the only uh, overweight family member out of my entire extended family like because we all live so close to each other so mm-hmm. I saw them all the time and I noticed that like my body was like naturally larger than theirs and I and like I I knew that like being overweight being bigger was a bad thing uh, just based off like what I would see in media magazines TV shows whatever it may be just growing up so I from like from a very young age I wanted to change that and I wanted to be in a smaller body so I would like try and lose weight when I was like six years old which mm-hmm. is like crazy to even like think about yeah. now like no six-year-old should go through that like at all um so I spent like a, a, a lot of my like younger years like trying to lose weight and obviously not knowing how because I was so yeah. young but I just like um then as like uh as I got older I, I started to figure out oh if I like ate less and exercise more I would like magically lose weight so I unfortunately did that in the most unhealthy way possible because I still knew nothing about nutrition fitness diet, exercise, whatever it may be. I, I, I had no knowledge on it because I was still so young. But I just knew based on what I've seen that if you pretty much don't eat and then exercise way too much, you'll lose weight. And then that's what happened. I lost you know, a lot of weight really quickly. And then I started to receive you know, compliments from people who I'd never received compliments from before in my life like that. It felt good. Like Once like, you hear those compliments and you see the changes in your body, you see the changes in the scale, like, you get hooked. And then that's when it becomes a vicious cycle mm-hmm. and you and you never become satisfied with how you look and it's just like I, I went down a really miserable dark path um and I, I didn't even realize what I was doing was a problem until like one day I was like on my usual like run on like a treadmill because I would run every single day mm-hmm. um and I was on my usual run I like couldn't even make it like a quarter mile half a mile I was so fatigued so tired yeah. to, I wasn't eating at all um and I was so confused as to why I was so fatigued. Like I said, I had no knowledge on this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked up on the internet, like, why am I so tired? Why am I so fatigued? And it said, oh, like, you're not, and obviously the prime search result was, oh, you're not eating enough. Um, so then that's when I kind of realized what I was doing was a problem. But at that point, I was far too deep. It was so hard to break that. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I was still in a really dark place, and I couldn't figure out how to get out of there. So I decided to tell my sister about it because I could trust her with anything. And, like, I had a really great relationship with her, which was great. And I've, I just in general have a great support system around me, which is something I don't take for granted at all. Um, so I told her about, I told her I was going through, and I felt good to tell someone. So if you're listening to this, and you're on the verge or you're on the fence about telling someone about it, just tell someone you trust, tell mm-hmm. someone you care about, because it really does go such a long way. It makes things go, it just makes things a lot easier. I know it's really hard to do, but it makes things so much easier mm-hmm. um, not going through it by yourself. Um, so after I told her, I. When this was going to my senior year of high school, and I actually had a pretty good senior year of high school after I told her, like, my I started to eat a lot more, I started to get into lifting weights, and, like, uh, exercising for the right reasons, and I was, like I said, I was eating a lot of good food, making memories, like, I thought it was, like, in the clear uh, with, with all this eating disorder stuff that I was going through, and so I had a great year there, and then I got to college, you know, first time living on your own, like, it's a whole different environment, I went to go to school in entirely mm-hmm. different state from where I grew up, so, like, just a whole different environment. Um, and I fell into, I unfortunately fell into the, the binge, I fell into binge cycles with over-exercising, 
Um, and that was mainly part due to my Apple Watch that I got uh, for my 18th birthday. Because, um, you know, now that, like, with the Apple Watch, if you don't, if, for those who don't know, you can, like, track your calories, how many calories you yes, burn that day, yes. and, like, stuff like that, like, your steps. And, like, I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But I got to the point where I would just, like, obsess over it and just spend all my time worrying about it. Um, like, if I didn't hit, like, my all three move rings on my watch, I would, like, go insane and, like, think I would, like, magically just, like, gain all this weight back, which is obviously just ridiculous to think about. Um, so I fell into those traps, and, like, because I was over-exercising so much, because I wanted to hit these goals on my watch, uh, my body was just, like, it was craving food all the time. Mm-hmm. And then combining that with the fact that I spent years restricting, because of those years of restriction, I just, my body was naturally craving so much food at once, so... Just it was like a recipe for disaster, and I just fell into these horrible, you know, binge episodes. And that was the first time I ever dealt with that. And like, and the more I would binge, the more I would need to burn it off. So I would, you know, the, the cycle would continue. I would bring, I would binge and over exercise, and then the cycle would just keep going and going. I felt like so trapped and so lost, I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then one day, I was at my my school's gym, and for the second time that morning, that's that's how like deep in this I was. I was going twice in the same morning, and like. Uh, there was a sign on the somewhere in the gym, and all it said was just "Know when your body needs rest." Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that just like clicked in my brain, and I was like, at that moment, I was like, "What am I doing to myself? Like, I, like, I, I can feel my body like physically like breaking down, and like, uh, I'm just sore all the time. Everything hurts. I like, I, I'm not feeling too happy with like anything in my life." So, at that point, on after reading that, I was like, "Okay, tomorrow I'm gonna not wear my Apple Watch. I'm <laughs> just gonna." try my best to take a rest day i'm gonna try my best to just still make sure i eat properly just to see what and, and just like see what happens basically because mm-hmm. i i was like something ha- like anything at this point is better than what i'm doing right now so the next day i did exactly that I didn't, I didn't wear my watch i didn't exercise i ate properly like i fooled myself properly like i ate when i was hungry stuff and i was full to, to the greatest extent i could obviously mm-hmm. i couldn't you know go right into being like quote unquote i don't know not perfect but you know what i mean like yeah. eating like, yeah you know um, and I, so I did that and the morning after I woke up completely fine. Like my body didn't change. I felt better because I was more rested after a day of rest. So that, that right there is when I really began my path like, to recovering because I like that one day just made me realize like how much I was like, like pretty much just like damaging my body and I was just so unhappy. So like that, that one day changed a lot for me. And ever since then I was on the path to recovery. I, um, and that's when I developed my passion for nutrition and, and I switched my major to nutrition, and the more I'm learning in school, the more it helps me. And um, after like a year of like feeling really good, that's when I decided to launch my TikTok account. And I had the realization that there's not many guys openly talking about you know eating disorders, mental health, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at a place where I was comfortable enough to openly talk about it. And then I started posting it. A couple of videos did well. It seemed to resonate with people, and that just kept motivating me to keep going. And now we're here, almost two years later. So that's yeah, that's my that's my journey. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I feel like we have a lot in common as far as our journeys. Um, I definitely understand the Apple Watch thing because I had yep. a Garmin watch, and I actually did like uh, yeah. I did an experiment like a couple of months ago. To like I took it off for a week to see what the changes would be, and kind of did a podcast based around that. And like, it's exactly like you said, like nothing changes. It's, it, it doesn't dictate anything. Um, but yeah, um, that's awesome. Um, now one thing though, that I did want to talk about, 
um, specifically with your uh, struggles of binge eating, because I am not a professional on that at all. I didn't really struggle with that. Um, but you're very, very open about your struggles with binge eating, which I give you all the praise for. That's amazing. And you can be very inspirational uh, to a lot of people with that. Um, but I wanted to ask, um, how would you like describe those times when you like feel the urges of a binge coming on? Like, what is it, what does it feel like exactly? Um, like say, what's your thought process, um, on those days where you just feel like eaten up with those thoughts? Like, oh, I had one cookie. I might as well just eat the rest of them. Like stuff like that, you know? Right. So to describe like what the urge feels like, um, it's so hard to put into words though, but like, um, basically you have an urge and it, for me, it usually comes with a bout of stress or anxiety. Like whenever I feel stressed or I'm anxious about something, that's when it usually comes in because mm-hmm. I, you know, for a while I use food as a coping mechanism for stress, anxiety, whatever that may be. So that's generally where I notice it come. And then all you can think about is like food and like, that's all you can think about. Like, yeah. like your entire fridge and pantry. And like I said, it's so hard to put into words. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and I think the more you go through these urges and feel these urges, they're easier to overcome. Like what I started doing, and I posted some videos about it, is anytime I would have an urge, I would record myself. Just like set up my phone and like yeah. record myself and just sit with it. Yeah. And then when you sit with it, you tend to become curious about why you're having that urge instead of uh, dwelling on it, instead of being upset that you're having an urge. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because like the more I would just sit there. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be like, okay, like, let me break it down. Like, why am I feeling this way? Like, am I stressed? Did I have a tough day at school? Did I have a tough day at work? Did something happen with one of my friends? Like, I, you know, it, I would, and like, the more I break it down, the more I realize, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. And I'm going to do whatever I can to not give into it. And then something that sits with me a lot um, with these urges is I heard a quote, I always forget who said it, and I hate it. So yeah. this is not my quote, but uh, uh, they said, you can either sit with the urge to binge or you can sit with the guilt after binging mm-hmm. and like that like that really sticks with me still to this day just because like when you think about it it makes total sense it's like if the urge is going to arise regardless i'd rather just sit with the urge itself mm-hmm. and not sit with the urge and then the guilt after you get into the urge yeah um, so just sitting with it and breaking it down becoming curious about it not beating myself up for having an urge because it's, you know, it's totally okay if you have an urge if we're human, it's going to happen, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, not beating myself up for it, becoming curious and questioning why it's happening has gone such a long way. And um, and also something else that I remind myself too is like, because for some reason, a big part of why I would binge is I think it was just the old restricted mentality that my, my brain was so used to. And my brain would be in a mode where it'd be like, this would be my last meal ever because <laughs> mm-hmm, it was so yeah. used to restricting. So it wanted me to get everything in all at once because it wasn't sure if I was going to restrict again or not. But obviously I'm at a point where I can't restrict. I just physically can't get myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my brain would still be in that mode. Um, so um, so, I, so I, I, I'm at a point where like I know, like I remind myself, of, it's like I know I'm going to eat again. Like this is not my last meal. Like I'm yes. not going to yeah. enter a state of restriction again. So like reminding myself that, becoming curious about it and having compassion for myself when it happens it goes such a long way and Mm -hmm. I'm in the best place I've ever been with it so it's yeah hopefully that answers your question (laughs) yeah no that's great that you mentioned that quote because it ties it right into the next thing I wanted to ask um yeah so the whole like would you rather sit with the urge or the urge and the guilt afterwards so 
um, usually with binging or honestly just like anywhere on the spectrum of an eating disorder, you always have that like guilt afterwards. You always tend to beat yourself up and, you know, make yourself feel terrible about what you have done, whether it be eating too much or uh, eating a certain food that you thought was terrible for you. Um, so basically, um, how have you been able to pick yourself back up if you ever have like acted on the urge and you know it was like beating yourself up after it how have you been able to like pick yourself back up and uh, help yourself to not fall into those like bad thoughts you might be telling yourself afterwards yeah so um first thing i do like i just previously mentioned is like is having compassion compassion for myself and like not killing myself for it because i have to understand that like we're human and like this these things happen sometimes life gets in the way of things you know, like recovering is not a linear process and there's going to mm-hmm. be bad moments, bad days. So at first, I first remind myself of that. I also make an effort to not under eat the next day. Yeah. Because that's just going to further um, expedite the binge restrict cycle. And that's just, you don't, no one wants to be in that. Because uh, that's just, it's so hard to get out of. Um, so I make sure to eat the way I normally would the day after. Because regardless, one, one day isn't going to do anything to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really not going to do anything um, in the short or long term. So I just make sure I don't restrict so I don't want to get caught back in that cycle. I have compassion for myself. Um, and I just kind of just, I, not that I brush it off, I just try and just distract myself from thinking about it. So I'll just, I don't know, I'll do some hobbies that I enjoy doing. I'll go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I'll um, hang out with my friends. I'll just listen to a podcast. I'll just do anything to get my mind off of yeah, yeah. that episode. Um, so, yeah, those, those are probably the, the three biggest things I, I like to do. Yeah, um, I know this is, like, a thing in my case. Like, does making your content or, like, producing your podcast or whatever, does that help you a lot with taking your mind off of things, too? Because I know whenever I, like, produce content for the podcast, it really helps me think, like, okay, I'm not the only one dealing with this. Like, there's other people out there that are listening that deal with the same thing, so I shouldn't, you know beat myself up about it, making me feel like I'm the only one that suffers from that, you know? So is that the same thing with you? Do you feel those same things? <laughs> That's a great question. That's, I'm not entirely sure because for me, I like to, like, if that were to happen, if I were to have, like, a binging episode or I just have a, a massive, just a really horrible day, mm-hmm. I like to just get my mind completely off of the, the niche itself, the topic of eating disorders itself, just to yeah. get my mind to think about something different. Um but I can totally see your point and why, like, creating content and, like, viewing content, uh, realizing that, like, you're not alone and, like, having those reminders can be so helpful. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, there are even times where I, like, not question if I'm, like, the only one going through this, but you just have, like, those, like, just weird intrusive thoughts that come in and, like, seeing just a, a simple refresher reminder from someone else can go such a long way. So I totally get how that can be such a helpful tool. But for me, I just like to just get away from it entirely. Yeah. Like, just just enjoy one of my other hobbies or just 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 do something else you know yeah that's usually what I would do too but sometimes like I always need that reminder like I'm not the only one like there's other people out there um but yeah I definitely would do exactly what you do just like doing another hobby getting my mind completely off of it yeah um my next question would be um since I have never really struggled that much with binge eating um 
I don't really have the best advice for some people. So uh, what would you say, since you have, you know, struggled with it, uh, what would you say is the best advice for someone out there that is just struggling with binge eating and needs some uh, some sort of support? I mean, number one, I think I tell everyone, regardless of what, what it may be, uh, is that you, you aren't alone in this. Like, I, I know we just kind of talked about that, but like, you mm-hmm. aren't alone in whatever you're going through. There's so many people that, I, I mean, binging disorder is the most common eating disorder there is in there, there is. Yeah. It surprises a lot of people because um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around it. People think it's just like, oh, well, just like stop eating. It's not that hard, but mm-hmm. that's just it's not yeah. how it is. There's a whole like psychological process that goes on. Um, so yeah, number one, like you're not alone in what you're going through. Like there's so many, and there's also so many resources for help too. That's another thing that, um, and so many free resources for help as well. That's one of the biggest mistakes. Obviously, not everyone can unfortunately can afford um, treatment or top tier help, which is really mm-hmm. unfortunate. But there's so many amazing free resources out there for help um you what you're going through and things will get better i know it doesn't seem like it, it mm-hmm. will but if you actively take it day by day and just do little things that will help help you in the long term in the long run the things getting better like it, it, it will get better eventually and I, like i said i know it may not seem like it but it yeah does. yeah awesome yeah i i completely understand that um because I, I suffered more on, like, the anorexia side of things, and when I was struggling with recovery, people would just tell me, like, oh, well, just eat, you know, it was, like, the complete opposite, yeah. instead of, like, just stop eating, they tell me, right. oh, well, just eat, like, just go eat, it's that easy, but it's really not that easy, like, they just don't really know how to um, understand that thought process that we go through, and it, it's it's very hard, yeah, to, like, get through recovery on those bad days when you're like you have those terrible thoughts telling you to go the opposite direction so um yeah but um also speaking of that um I don't know if you have like followers that reach out to you like out like just specifically on the podcast um that kind of reach out to you for help um privately or whatever um but I have a lot of uh people that listen to the podcast that's um, reach out to me on uh, Instagram because I provide like my DMs to be open for whoever wants to reach out uh, for help. Um, but I have a lot of people that come to me saying like they've hit that bump in the road uh, in their recovery, like they're already through the recovery process, but they've hit that bump where they just feel like they can't do it anymore. Um, so kind of going off of that last question, what's some other advice that you would give those people who are trying to recover from whatever it may be, uh, binge eating, anorexia, anything in between, um, any advice that you would give for those people who are already in recovery, but they're just having a very hard time pushing through those like ruts that they hit um, in recovery? I mean, the main thing I would say for that is, you know, like we mentioned earlier, how it's just like, it's totally normal if that happens to you. Like, mm-hmm. recovery is not a linear process. Yeah. It's, it's not just straight up. It, it, there's, there's ups and downs, there's bumps in the road. And I think, the main thing I like to do um, when I have a bad moment, a bad day, the same thing I do with, with when I have a binge urge. I don't dwell on it. I become curious about it, and have, and I, I just I, I, I try and break it down, analyze why it's happening, why am I having this bad day, and then the more I do that, the more the more I can understand what could potentially cause these bad moments, these bad days, mm-hmm. um, these just bad periods of life, and I can change that part of my life. Like if it's something that involves like if I'm stressed about something I will work on that stressor and like figure out how I can avoid that stressor in the future because if I avoid that stressor in the future then I will avoid this potential bad day um so 
like I said, just become a curious and breaking dino. It's not, it's not like a broken record at this point, but no, it's okay. um, that helps me so much. And just understanding that like it, it's so normal if you have a bad day and it's not the end of the world. You're not spiraling down a horrible path. Like you're for every for every one bad day, there's a thousand better days ahead. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it really and as tough as it may seem on those bad days, like it may seem like the world is crashing down and like you're you're gonna be back to square one. Like you're not. You're mm-hmm. not even close. If you made it to a point where you where you can say you're in recovery, then you then you're then you've made tremendous progress. And yeah. That's, like just having those reminders and acknowledging that it goes a very long way. Yeah, awesome. That's what I usually say um, when people come and ask me about that stuff. I tell them recovery is not a straight line. It's not going to be like you get from point A to point B like overnight. It's it's not going to be that way. Um, and I usually let them know like if you hit a bump, that's something that you can grow from and learn from and. Uh, learn to move on to uh, better yourself and, um, you know, just, like, be uh, even more, like, stronger when it comes to recovery. Because, like, if you have those mistakes, you can grow from them and um, just prove to yourself, like, I can get past anything in recovery if I just, you know, keep pushing and learn and grow from those mistakes. Um, But, yeah, that's all I have uh, as far as questions go. Uh, If there's anything else you like to add. Um, just, uh, just keep taking it day by day. If you're listening to this and you're in recovery or if you're thinking about going into recovery, definitely take the leap. I know it's really hard, but you know, like I said, just take it one day at a time. It's, it's a slow process, but it's so worth it in the end. So. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and also if you'd like to plug anything, um, regarding your stuff, Instagram, TikTok, go ahead. And do yeah, it now. for sure. I mean, you can, you know, I'm, at Bobby Kaz, uh, B-O-B-D-Y-K-A-Z-Z on TikTok and Instagram. And, um, yeah, I mean, I have my podcast as well, the Bobby Podcast. Um, yeah, check those out if for more uh, recovery content. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Bobby. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much for having me on. This is great. All right, so there you guys go. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Reasons for Recovery um, and the special episode with our second guest um, on the podcast. Uh, Once again, thank you so much to Bobby for coming on and sharing uh, your story and some great words of encouragement for um, those out there who are struggling with binge eating. Um, Once again, if you'd like to check out his uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, his podcast, all that stuff that he talked about uh, in the last part of that um, clip, you guys can go to the description of this episode. That'll all be listed down there for you to check him out. Highly recommend that you do go and check him out because he posts amazing, inspirational content um, that's uh, very, very relatable for those out there that um, suffer from eating disorders. And um, I feel like he has great messages um, in his videos. So if you would like to check him out, It's all in the description of this episode. Um, And for those of you out there who might have resonated with something in this episode, maybe it was something I said or Bobby said, uh, or if you would just like to reach out to somebody for help, um, I'm I'm sure that Bobby would love to talk to you more about any of those kind of struggles he was talking about. Um, But if you'd like to reach out to me about anything, whether it's with this episode or with the podcast in general, uh, my Instagram DMs are open. Um, That's in the description for you to use my Instagram handle. And if you're not an Instagram person, I also have my email uh, down there for you to use as well uh, if you'd like to reach out to me. 
Um, and also, if you are one that is ready for recovery and actually ready to, you know, jumpstart into that journey uh, to a much healthier, happier life. Um, I'm not a professional. Let me clarify that because, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to get that misconstrued. I do love to help people, but I am not a professional and I cannot, like, guide you through and help you like with your recovery process that's not my expertise you know that's like an actual you know healthcare professional's job so if you feel like you are ready to take that step and take that journey it's a very big step and that's the number one thing to, uh, you need to do in order to start your recovery um, there are hotlines um, and websites down in the description of this episode as well for you to check out uh, or call or text um, if you, like I said, you're just ready for that uh, that's new start, that new start and new journey in your life. Um, you can call those numbers. It'll get you paired with an actual healthcare professional who will be able to guide you step by step into that new process and that new journey that you're deciding to go on. Um, and if you feel like you're not quite ready, but you would like to get some more information about recovery, um, I also have some resources, uh, some websites down in the description for you to use and check out um, if that is any interest to you. Um, and also, if you would like to donate to this podcast uh, so I can get, you know, some better equipment or... Um, you know, just kind of spruce the podcast up a little bit. If you'd like to donate, uh, there's a Venmo link in the description as well. Um, feel free. You don't have to, of course. I'm not, like, begging or anything. But if you just feel like you're you're led to donate, um, go ahead and click on that Venmo link in the description. And all the proceeds will go to uh, funding this podcast. Um, but, yeah, that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for watching or listening. And remember to stay safe and healthy.